Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Gospel Light Radio Show. I'm your host this evening, Steve uh, Butler from the state of North Carolina, with your co-host Glenn McMillian from the state of Texas, Courtney Brothers from the state of Illinois, Steve Cordo from the state of Illinois, Dr. Frank Washington from the state of Florida, Clay Phillips from the state of Georgia, Brian Christian Goldman from the state of New Jersey, Robert Lee Johnston from the state of Florida, and our newest co-host, John Rowe from the state of Arizona. Ladies and gentlemen, we are grateful that you're tuning into our radio broadcast this evening, this radio show is brought to you by loving and faithful members of the Churches of Christ. We would ask you to take out your Bibles and study along with us. We have a very exciting show planned for your spiritual enlightenment and your edification. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, just give us a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. Or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website and listen to the live show there. There are over 1,700 shows that are live on Blog Talk Radio at this hour. And I just looked at the website and you will find this show on page one of that website. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, out of 1,600 shows, there are 10 shows per page. You will find this show on page one. What a blessing to God be the glory. And you will find out this show is consistently on pages, the pages one through four of that website. So we're just so grateful for God blessing us in that way. And if you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts on this show, you can send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com, or you can call Stevie B's Media Production at the Carolina Studio at 910-491-6405. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Church of Christ. And if you need any assistance in locating a congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now, folks, Get out your Bibles and stand along with us here on the Gospel Light Radio Show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Before we go into our program for this evening, I would ask that you abide with me in a word of prayer that we may thank God for this opportunity. Our most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, the Father, Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day. 
and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we are prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you would be with my co-host on the show tonight, Robert Lee Johnson, as he breaks into our listeners the bread of life. And also my co-host, Brian Christian Coleman, as he answers the questions that are on the hearts of so many. We just pray that you will bless them and their families that support their efforts, that they may continue to sow the seed of the kingdom. Father, we pray that you would be with our listeners who are tuning in via blog talk radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well, that their hearts may be pricked as they consider their eternal stance before you and their soul salvation. And it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Father, we thank you so much for sending your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, to die such a cruel death on Calvary's cross. We recognize that without such a sacrifice, we would not have a hope of eternal life. Father, even now, we ask you to forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak, and we often fall short of thy will. Father, we pray that you will continue to bless and keep us and love us all the days of our lives, and that we have been faithful until death. Father, we pray that you will save us. For it's in Christ's name we do ask it all. Amen. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the broadcast, our speakers for this evening. In the first segment, we will have our shouted out question. We normally have a speaker in the first segment, but we only have one speaker for the show tonight, and we're going to do our shouted out question first. And our co-host, Brian Christian Coleman, he serves with the Newark Church of Christ there in Newark, New Jersey. He'll be answering our question in that shouted out segment. And we want to encourage our listeners to go to Facebook and get involved in that uh, group, that shouted out group on Facebook and get involved in those biblical discussions. A lot of good questions being asked in that group. And in the second segment, my co-host, Robert Lee Johnson, he's the evangelist for the New Horizon Church of Christ there in Lake City, Florida. He'll be making his proclamation of the gospel of Christ to close out the show. So open up your Bibles and open your minds and let's have a great show. After the break, the next one you hear be that of our shouted out question answered by our co-host, Brian Christian Coleman. Enjoy the show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Shout it out question. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the portion of the broadcast where I have a question from my social media platform called Shout It Out. And we want to pose a question, this question to my co-host, Brian Christian Coleman from the Newark Church of Christ there in Newark, New Jersey. Brian, how you doing this evening, my brother? I am wonderful, my brother. It is a great honor and a great privilege to be on this program with you again today. And I thank all the the members of the church and those who listen who are not members who bring us these questions. They are important questions that all of us need to have a reminder of or need understanding. And we're only going to get it from one book. That's the Bible. Amen. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very simple question on the show this evening, but it has a very complicated answer. And I know my good brother, Brian Christian Coleman, is ready for this question right here. 
<laughs> All right, brother, here's a doozy. We have this question from an anonymous queries from the state of North Carolina. And the question is, does a church have to have elders? What say you to this question? Well, first of all, we need to understand, it is not any church. If we're talking about the church of Christ itself, then I have some very simple answers. But as you said, it is a little complicated, but I'm going to try and do my best this evening to give you the answer. If you turn your Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter, chapter, I believe we're going to be in chapter 15, Acts 15, and bring your, bring your eyes around verse 6 and hold your finger there. I'll be with you in a minute. This is a question that I have been asked by a lot of ministers of the Church of Christ. I've been asked this question by members of the church. Do, do we need elders? Can we just run the church without them? Now, the first part of this question is, does the church need elders? The answer is yes. The church not only needs elders, the Bible teaches us, and we'll see in a minute, where God expects, God commands us that we are to have elders and deacons in the church. Remember, it's not just the minister's responsibility for all of this. God looked ahead and saw the importance as the church was established, as we see in Acts chapter 2, that the church needed elders. Elders have responsibilities different from deacons. Now, the deacons are, have, are due certain responsibilities, but the elders are the overseers of the church itself. Now, in the book of Acts, chapter 15, as I mentioned earlier, around verse 6, our first example, a recording of elders in verse 6, and the apostles, now we know who the apostles are, and elders came together for to consider this matter. Now, basically, first of all, we're letting you know that the elders were responsible. They had a part of the play in the establishment, in the work, in the church. Now, let me just drop this bomb while I'm flying over. We have to understand, you have to have some qualifications in order to be elders. Turn your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 3 and hold your finger there while I'm trying to get there myself on electronic Bible. Acts chapter 3, and we're going to begin with verse number 1 to around verse number 6. Again, that's 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. Now, we have to understand, you just don't put anybody in the position of being an elder. You can't do that. You have to make sure there are certain qualifications that the Bible specifically gives us to give you an understanding what is required of an elder. Now, let me just dispose of some things that you don't qualify a person for. Don't put, make a person or put a person up for elder just because they're good with business. That's the first thing. You've got people that they, want, they put people up there, oh, they're good to handle business. They should be an elder. That's not good. Also, you just don't put a person up because they are well-known in the community. They're a politician, a mayor, a doctor, whatever it may be. You don't go by the position that they have in the world. Hello? You just don't put a person up just because they have a, a sustaining amount of money that they earn every year. You don't put a person up for that reason. No earthly reason is designated on what a man or should do or be as an elder. God gives specific qualifications in reference to being an elder in the church. Say amen when you can. If you're in 1 Timothy chapter 3, we're going to begin with verse number 1. The Bible says, this is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, 
he desireth a good work. Now, the office of a bishop is the same as an elder. Now, what is a bishop? A bishop is, a, is an individual, a brother, can't be no women. It says a man. Hello. Now, we dealt with that with a sermon I did not too long ago about the church that Christ approves. It has to be a man. Now, a bishop is one who is an elder and a minister. If he's a minister of the Church of Christ and an elder, he can be called bishop. Hello? Now, he can also be called pastor. Amen. Now, you don't, now I said he can be called pastor in relationship to the qualifications of an elder. He is a man who is a minister as well as an elder. So it says here, if he desireth the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. That's the first qualification, brothers and sisters. He has to have a desire to want to be an elder. You just don't put a person up again. A pressure a person just because they're good with money. They're a finance person. They're good with business. You want a person who is desiring the office of an elder. Also, bishop must be blameless. That means an investigation is going to be conducted by the brethren of that congregation. And remember, he is an elder or a bishop of that congregation. Now, the denominational churches, they have an elder or a bishop who is over a, a plurality of churches, but that's not so. He is an elder of that congregation only. Say amen when you can. He must be blameless, meaning he can't have any kind of bad reputation. Hello? He can't have uh, his wife at home and got some sweethearts or some spare ribs on the side. Say amen when you can. He is also the husband of one wife. Hello? He's the husband of one wife. That means he, he doesn't have spare ribs on the side. He is devoted to that one wife and that one wife only. He must be vigilant. He must be sober. Now, that's not talking about drinking. It means about his mind. He has to have a sober mind in order to handle the business of the church. He must be of good behavior. That means there's going to be some investigating around his job. Because you know there are members of the church, they act one way at the job and act a totally different way when they're in front of the church. They've got to be the same all the time. They can, uh, also, it tells us, given to hospitality, that means he's got to be able to show hospitality toward people that he knows and those he doesn't know. He has to be hospitable. Also, the Bible teaches us he has to be apt to teach. Now, it doesn't matter how you want to put it. That brother needs to be able to teach God's word. Amen. He just doesn't get up there and be an elder and sits back and give orders. He's got to be able to, to teach the word of God. Amen. The Bible says not given to wine. Hello? Not a striker. Verse 3. Not greedy of filthy lucre. You mean you've got to have someone who's going to be responsible with the church's finances. Hello? You just can't have somebody up there sitting up there counting the money and, you know, one goes here and, one, and two go in his pocket. Hello? He can't be a greedy person, but patient, not a brawler, not covetousness. That means he can't be out there fighting in the street or fighting in the parking lot and not, and not covetousness, 
meaning he doesn't just want to hold on to things. He's willing to share and show hospitality. Amen. One that rules well his own house. Now, I say just some qualifications here just for importance. He's got qualifications to have, and his wife and children have qualifications that they must have. The Bible says, one that ruleth well his own house. Now, what that means, it doesn't mean that he's the king of his house and he gives the orders and his wife got to get him his soda, have his meal cooked. It's telling me he has to have his house in order. He has to be able to have a sustainable house when the wife knows her responsibilities, the children knows their responsibilities, he knows his responsibilities, and he and the family works together as a unit in the eyes of God. And it also says having his children in subjection. That meaning his children should know the word of God and should be also members of the church with all gravity. So the Bible asks and has an important question. For if a man, verse 5, if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the house of God? And that's true. He can't be wishy-washy in front of the church because his wife may have an opinion about something. He has to stand by the word of God. He has to be the stand over and, and work over his house because the order is God first, then God, then Jesus, then the husband, and then his wife, and then the children. That is the order that God has specified in order for the, the family to work in a functional manner. And he can't be a novice thinking he know everything. Hello, left being lifted up with pride he falls in the condemnation of the devil. He can't think he know it all. Hello? He can't think he uh, has all the answers. That's why it's important for people, for us to study God's word. Second Timothy 3.16 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman needeth not be ashamed, but what? Rightly dividing the word of God. And the Bible says in verse 7, Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, meaning his not only in the church he has to have a good report, he should have a good report where he works, where he uh, takes time for his recreation or wherever. He should show a good report everywhere he goes. That means if people are asking about him, they should be able to give a report of he's very kind, he doesn't have a temper, he works well with others. All of this is important. Lest he fall into reproach, and the snare of the devil. Now, that, well, those are the qualifications that an elder must have. And also, the deacons need to have the same type of qualifications. But verse 8 tells us, likewise, must the deacons be grave, not double-tongued. That means talk one thing one minute and, and switch around to another. Not given too much wine. Not greedy of filthy lucre. These are basically all the same requirements of the elder. You see, I have to understand, elder is, has a higher standard than the deacons, but all of them have to follow the same qualifications. So I hope that I've answered this. As far as the Church of Christ is concerned, yes, there should be elders and deacons in all of the churches of Christ throughout this land, country, and throughout the world. If you have a congregation that does not have elders and deacons, then some classes need to be set up by the minister 
that can teach and show those who are aspiring, those who have a desire, those who have an uh, understanding and, and want to know more about being an elder, that we can that way maybe within the next generation we can have elders in these congregations. And it's important to do so because God expects this to be done. As I said earlier, the minister cannot do it all. He needs help. He needs assistance. He needs uh, people that can work with him that can help carry out the works of the church. So if you've got a leadership committee in your congregation, I stop by to tell you that you can have a leadership for a minute, but you should be working on developing elders and deacons in your congregation. Get these classes, contact brethren who have been around for a little while, such as Brother Washington, Florida. Also, there's Brother McClendon down in Florida as well. And there's other preachers of the gospel who can come to your congregation and help you develop elders and deacons in the church. And if we have those elders and deacons in the church, then definitely we'll be pleasing and acceptable unto God. I pray that I've answered your question to the best of my ability. If there's any follow-up information that's required, please let Brother, Jer- Brother Butler know. So I'll come back the next time or a special time, and I'll deal with those questions. May God bless you, and thank you for your attention. Shout it out question. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. I was hurting all alone I was searching for a comfort I could find on my own With no direction Feeling down My life was headed for disaster Till you turned me around It only pleased me less But when I learned about the way that you love me Had to put your honor above me And you gave me rest Lead me to rest, sweet Lord Lead me to rest From my journey here Lead me to I consider what you offered me. How can it be real? What should I offer in return? When the value of your blessings no one could ever, ever earn. Then you tell me that I'm really forgiven. Got a reason for And you made it so clear, yeah. I 
You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now my co-host, Robert Lee Johnson, from the congregation of the New Horizon Church of Christ there in Lake City, Florida. Thank you, Stevie. And good evening, dear friends. It's so good. Uh, to be with you once again, I'm always excited uh, when I get the call uh, to come and to preach the good news uh, regarding the power of God uh, through the precious gospel of Jesus Christ. We know that Jesus died for our sins that we might have the opportunity uh, to go and live with him and and to be with him in, in heaven and that we might love the truth and just uh, be a part of it and walk in sweet harmony 
with the will of Almighty God. So thank you so much for being with us. Uh, I'm going to talk just a little bit on the subject, uh, what Jesus does for us and how uh, he leads us uh, to heaven. He is not a false. He's not one who says he would do things and then not uh, do them for us. But he is a wonderful Savior. The Bible teaches us that he died for our sins, that we through his holy will, if we'll follow him, that God would take us to heaven and we'll be able to live with him uh, forever. And so I just encourage you to be with us. Uh, today and in future days to come. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. <laughs> Look at here. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving that you didn't eat too much, but you had plenty of food, plenty of what you wanted to eat. And uh, I trust that, you know, that was wonderful. We were um, well treated and had the opportunity to uh, partake of wonderful tasting food and wonderful fellowship. And I trust that all are happy that they had a great uh, fellowship. It can't get any better when you trust God, when you do, do the will of God, and when you live for him, God will certainly uh, make things right uh, for you. The weather is so-so in a lot of places, and so we, what we have to do is just be thankful that uh, we are allowed to uh, be amongst the living in this life and that uh, we're breathing. And so we just thank God for whatever the weather is. I want to talk with you tonight on the subject, Jesus, the way to eternal life. Now, if you got somebody else in mind, if you are believing and trusting in, in some man for your salvation, I'm afraid that that's not going to be good enough, friends. Uh, we have to put our faith and trust in the wonderful Savior, for he is the only one. Uh, that is able to save us uh, from our sins and to give us a home where we can live with God uh, forever. So my subject is Jesus is the way to eternal life. Now, if you're not seeking eternal life, Christ may not be the one for you. But if you are seeking eternal life, if you're searching for God, searching for the true church, searching for the way of the master, searching for the foundation of Christ, then Jesus is the way to eternal life. Now, in the past, we have considered many things about Jesus. Uh, Christ 
is the way to many good things. He is the way, for instance, to a better life. That's Christ. Uh, Christ is the way to forgiveness of sins. If that's what you're searching for, Christ is the way. The Bible says that he is the propitiation for our sins. So he made that wonderful sacrifice for us that we might follow in his stead and do his blessed will. And so we have to stay in the book of God and, and stay with him and just do the things that he encourages us to do. Christ is the way to God. I don't know of any other way that you can get to God other than going through Jesus Christ. You have to go through Christ, church. Lost people out there looking for the way of salvation, Jesus is the way. He is the way. And I know that that's true because he tells us uh, in the word of God that he is the way. I say again that Christ is the way out of religious confusion. Nobody can doubt that this world is not mixed up. People don't know the way of salvation. And even those who have been taught the right way seem to have bumped their heads because they themselves are accepting things and walking in a way that's contrary to what is taught in the Bible. And so I encourage you to follow uh, Jesus, uh, that you'll find a Bible-believing church. And that you will follow a man who's following Jesus. That's exactly what Jesus taught us. He said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Paul, the great minister of the gospel, so said to us and to those who read the Bible, that's the extent that you can follow a man. If a man is a follower of Jesus, then it's okay for you to follow him. Now, what do I hope to communicate to you in this lesson? In this lesson, we're going to see why we can also say that Christ is the way to eternal life. Christ is the way. Not some other man, but it is Jesus Christ. Now, in this study, in this lesson, we shall be considering, uh, good people, passages which use the expression eternal life as a future hope which will be realized after this life. In the writings of John, the expression eternal life is often used differently, referring to that abundant life which stresses a new relationship with God and with Christ and is a present possession of those who have come to know uh, Jesus and the Father. John seventeen three, first John five thirteen through 
uh, and also 20, 1 John 5, 13 and 1 John 5, 20. Now in John 17, 3, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. So when I accept Jesus, I'm accepting God. And when I accept God, I am accepting Christ. And when I accept God and Christ, I am also accepting the Holy Spirit. In 1 John chapter 5, John, a wonderful book. Uh, we studied that book in Bible class not too long ago. But in 1 John 5 and verse number 13, the writer says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. So John wrote to encourage his readers to believe on Jesus and called him the Son of God. And John said that you might know that you have eternal life. And that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And then, that's 1 John 5, 13, and 1 John chapter 5, and verse number 20. And we know that the Son of God is come, and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Listen at that. That's who Jesus is. See? The Bible says he's the son of God. But in reality, Christ is God. As much God as is the Holy Spirit, as much God as is the Father himself. So we need to share in the promise of eternal life. And the Bible teaches us that that certainly is a most wonderful thing, eternal life. Most people are walking around on this earth today. They're moving slow. They're moving fast. They're moving at whatever pace they choose to move at. But they have not a care for eternal life. Now, you cannot live for anybody but yourself. But sometimes we have to wonder what in the world is going on in the minds of people today. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You can forget about your calling if you so desire. But that will not save you or give you a way out at the judgment. Because the Bible says we are supposed to be watching and praying and seeking and learning the word of God. And make an application to our lives, which a lot of people are not doing. I want to tell you now why Jesus is the way to eternal life. The Bible says, uh, as you read the Bible, you will realize that there are several reasons why Jesus is the way to eternal life. Number one, first, Christ is the one 
who has prepared a place for us. Remember what he said? I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go, he said, I will come again and receive you unto myself. He told the disciples the night before his crucifixion, listen to him, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, Jesus said, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Now that is written in John, uh, John the 14th chapter and verse number 2. Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And friends, I'm, I'm, I just want you to know that we need to be prepared to go back with him when life on this earth ends or when he comes back. There'll be no warning when he's coming, but he's coming back. The Apostle Paul spoke of this wonderful event in which Jesus is going to come for his disciples. Paul said, for this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those, the Bible says, who are asleep. Listen, people are going to die. I talked to a friend yesterday, and he said, well, we're over to my sister's house. He said, my mama passed this morning. They didn't know the time of her death like you would not know the time of your death, but death is coming to us all. And so Paul says, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. First Thessalonians chapter 4, uh, verses 15 uh, through 17. I have a good friend who uh, listened to those verses and made the declaration that a lot of people think that this is about the second coming of Christ, but it's not about the second coming of Christ. <laughs> I kind of laughed because I, I was shocked that he would take a stand like that, a veteran gospel minister that that would say something like that. It was it was really shocking. Uh, but I have researched this. If it doesn't mean the second coming of Christ, I have no idea what it means. Because that's what it sounds like to me, that it is talking about Christ coming back again. Now, if you got something different than that, I trust. <laughs> I trust that you will let me know uh, what it is, because I believe sincerely that this is talking about Jesus coming back <clears throat> uh, to receive the saints of God 
and for the judgment. Perhaps a more sobering reason why Jesus is the way to eternal life is this one. He is the one who will judge as to who will enter in life eternal in describing the future judgment scene to his disciples. We find Jesus saying, listen now, this is Christ speaking, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all of the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory and all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divided his sheep, listen to him talk now, from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, uh, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Matthew 25, 31 through 34. Then Jesus will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Now listen, friends. Going to heaven is a wonderful thing, but you don't have to go there. You may go whichever direction or way you want to go. There are two places. There are two destinies. You may go to either one that you choose to go to. And so the Bible further says in uh, Matthew chapter 25 and verse number 41, then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And sometimes people say, Brother Johnson, do you believe that God will make a man and then take that man and put him in hell's fire? Friends, it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what God says in his word. It doesn't matter what you believe about it either. It matters what God has said in his word. There's heaven and there's hell. You don't have to go to heaven. You can go to hell if you want to. You don't have to go to hell. You may choose to go to heaven if you want to. I'm working hard every day trying to make heaven my home. Every day, I'm working. I got 10 people in Florida. I got 10 people in Adel, Georgia. I got 10 people everywhere. And I try to talk to them about God's will and God's way. Sometimes I have to try to talk to my wife when she get off the wrong path and start walking in a way that's contrary to the will and the will of God. I have to show her the way back to God. She's back in arguing with me now. <laughs> she didn't want me to say that, but I said it. And so the Bible says now in Matthew 25 and verse number 46, and these will go away into eternal life. 
So Paul wrote of the role that Jesus would perform as the judge who determines our fate. Man, if you don't know Christ, you better find him. You need to get to know him. Paul wrote that Jesus will determine which way, which element we'll end up in. Look at 2 Corinthians 5 and verse number 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether it be good or bad. So how essential then that we be found acceptable in the sight of God. You don't have to please me to go to heaven. You don't have to please any man on the earth to go to heaven. The only person or persons that I know you must please to go to heaven. You must please Christ, his Father, and the Spirit of God. So in a more positive vein, Jesus is the way to eternal life because together with God, he is what makes eternal life so wonderful. As the beloved disciple John wrote in the revelation given to him, now I saw a new heaven. Talk to me, John. John says, I saw a new heaven. Uh-huh, friends, we're going to need that heaven one day. Every last one of us, we're going to need that heaven uh, one day. John said it was new, and John said that he saw it. And I just want to ask you, friends, I just want to ask you one thing. Have you ever seen heaven? Have you ever been to heaven? But I want you to know this. Having not seen it will not keep you out of it. And the Bible says the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face. And his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp, nor light of the sun. For the Lord God, talk John. John says the Lord God is going to give the people of God light. Revelation 22, 1 through 5. And they shall reign forever and ever. Notice what the Bible says about Jesus. Listen to him now. In these passages, Christ is described as the bridegroom. Christ is described as the temple. Christ is described as the light or lamp. Christ is described as the source of the water of life. All of that is about Jesus. And I'm here to tell you tonight, yes, it is Jesus who will make eternal life what it is. And this may help us to appreciate the aspirations of the great Apostle Paul. I don't know about you, 
But I just believe, friends, we need to be doing all that we can do to make it to heaven. We need to be doing all that we can do to make heaven our home. Listen, uh, most of us have lived for a while. Most of us have lived to be big enough to do anything that we want to do. I'm telling you, it's time for us to prepare uh, to meet God. The Bible says in Philippians 1 and verse number 23, Paul said, For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. When we understand all of this, would there be eternal life without Jesus? No, ma'am, and no, sir. Not according to the Bible, friends. Jesus is truly the way to eternal life. And since Christ is the way to life eternal, we should not uh, allow ourselves to become distracted as to why we are on the earth. Now, the devil is doing a good job of that. You know, he got us distracted with houses and lands and cars and clothes and employments. He has us distracted. Most of us have forgotten why we are on this earth. We better get that Bible down. We better turn back to Jesus before it is too late. What Jesus teaches about eternal life. First, eternal life is a prepared place for prepared people. People are not going to stumble into life eternal by accident. You're not going to get there by accident. In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus warned people. And I want you to read this with me. Some preachers try to keep people from looking at the Bible, but a true minister is going to tell you to go get your Bible. Go get your Bible and let us study out of the Bible what God says. I want you to look at Matthew 7 and look at verse number 14. Jesus said, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and Broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult, Jesus said, difficult is the way which leads to life. And the Bible says there are few who find it. And that's very true. Uh, it's true for a lot of reasons. It's true because some people start, but they don't finish. They get off the road at a certain uh, period of time. They get interested in other stuff. We become distracted in this life. Uh, you listen at people when they talk about, well, I got to pay for my house. I got to pay for my car. I got to pay for these clothes. I got to pay for food. Listen, you don't have to pay for any of that. Because if God calls you home, 
before you pay for that brand new car. It's not wrong to have a car, but it's wrong for you to forget about God and just think about a car. Some people work all of the time. They're always working. They don't have any time to go to church. No time to worship and serve God. No time to visit the sick. No time to pray for wicked people and for the fact that this world is one day coming to an end. People don't have time for that. All they have time to do is run behind something that is worldly and something that's of the flesh. I'm going to tell you something. You better take time. I said you better take time and find what Jesus is trying to tell us. Because what Christ is trying to tell us is the thing that we need to be interested in. Eternal life. Eternal life is so important. You need to be interested in life eternal. Now listen to what the Bible says. Matthew 7, verses 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. That's what the Bible says. And many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name. And then, this is Jesus, and then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Depart from me. The Bible says, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. Matthew 7. Uh, verses 21 through 23. Now, doing the Father's will is how we make preparation to enter into the wonderful eternal life. Jesus prepared it for us. I tell people all of the time, some people say, well, I, 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 you know, I can't serve right now because I got to work. It's good to work, but it's never good to cut God out of your life because of some worldly thing that you're doing. You have to be determined to let God dwell in your life. And so God has prepared a wonderful place for us. The Bible says in 2 Peter 1, 10 through 11, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, for so an interest will be supplied to you abundantly and to the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 1, 10 through 11. Now, God knew you was going to sin. None of us are sinless. But if you sin, you have to repent of your sins 
and make changes in your life and keep working for the Lord. I always tell people that. Uh, there's no reason to forget God. Don't forget God in your life. You have to continue to work and to live for him. The Bible says and to do his blessed will. And so there is a way that we can follow him and go to heaven and live eternally uh, with him and live eternally for him. And may God help us to be diligent in our search and study and understanding of his will and his way. There's a way for prepared people. And there's a way for unprepared people. The Bible says, then he will also say to those on the left hand, that's where the goats are, depart from me, you curse, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. In Matthew 25 and verse number 46, Jesus says again, and these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The ones on the left, that's not going to be a happy ending for you. I wouldn't be a goat. I wouldn't be unborn again. I wouldn't be unbaptized. I would not refuse to obey the Savior. I'm telling you, whatever men do in this life, it's not worth losing your soul for. And so this terrible place of everlasting condemnation is vividly described by Jesus in the book of Revelation as he talked to his servant John. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beasts and the false prophet are all of the false prophet and prophets and false teachers are going to be lost. And the Bible says, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, for whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. There was found no place for them. And I saw the dead small and great standing before God. And books were opened. Listen to him now. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works uh, by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. That's hell. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book 
of life, the Bible says, they were cast into the lake of fire, Revelation 20, verses 10 uh, through 15. Then when I look at Revelation 21, 8, the Bible says, but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, the abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sexually immoral, excuse me, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars. Look at here. You better stop lying out there. And all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. And the Bible says that this is the second death. And know carefully, my friends, that this is the only place that people will stumble into accidentally. Hell. And hell fire. In Matthew 7 and verse number 13, Jesus said, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Matthew 7 and verse number 13. Many go in to the way that leads to destruction because they simply follow the crowd. Some people don't pick up a Bible. They don't take time to see what the Bible says. They'll listen to other people talk. And they'll be convinced that it's all right to do a certain thing or not to do a certain thing because of what someone else says. You better read your Bible and understand what God is trying to say to you. Paul says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 through 9, and to give you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord. The Bible says, and from the glory of his power. Friends, I trust that you would take time and read the Bible. You do not deserve to be sent to everlasting punishment. To go through eternity in eternal condemnation, that's not a good thing for us. And that's why I preach the gospel, because I want people to be saved. That's why I tell the truth, because if I don't tell it, who's going to tell it? Remember Noah, how Noah preached the gospel? He preached the word of God. The people did not believe him, but Noah told them what was right. When God got ready for Noah and his family to go in that ark, they went in. And the Bible says God shut the door. Let me tell you something. When God shuts the door, there's no entering in. It's too late. You have all the time in the world to make your calling and your election sure. 
Friends, now is the time to prepare to meet God. After death, there's no salvation after death. Hebrews 9.27 says, It's appointed unto all men once to die, and after death, the judgment. God loves us, and God wants us to be saved. But you can be saved only by doing what the Lord commands you to do. God is concerned about our salvation. Jesus is the only way that leads to life eternal. I trust that you'll turn your life over to him and allow him to be your bridge over troubled water. The Apostle Paul was a follower of the word of God. But the time came when God changed his plan. Paul did not know it. He continued to walk in a way that was contrary to God's law. Then in Acts twenty-two sixteen, Paul asked the question, what must I do to be saved? He was told to get up, because he was dying on the knees praying. Told to get up, stop praying. You need to go and get baptized for the remission of your sins. That's a very small thing to do in order to get right with God. If you're not a Christian, you need to be baptized in water. You need to be buried in water for the remission of your sins. Accept the teaching of Christ. Find a faithful church as following the way of God and live your life for the Lord until he comes again. And good people, he's coming back now. No doubt about it, he's coming back. Nobody can do certain things for you. Nobody can obey the gospel for you. You got to obey it. For yourself. Mark 16, 15 and 16, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, he that believeth, and is baptized shall be saved. You want eternal life, then you have to do what the Lord commands you to do. Our services, Sunday at 9.30 Bible class, 10.30 morning worship, and every Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. We have a Bible study there. We invite you to come if you're close to us. And if you're not close to us, find a church that loves the Lord and loves his word. It should be a church of Christ. And attend there and get baptized into the body of Christ so you can live your life for the Lord here. It's not asking too much of you to do. Think about eternal life and eternal punishment. and select eternal life.
I want to thank you for listening tonight. I hope I said something that will help you along the way. May God richly bless you. I want to thank Stevie for this another opportunity. And those who preach and answer questions on this program, God bless you. Thank you. Have a good night. If you should need to talk to me, you can reach me in Lake City, Florida, Robert Johnson. Give me a call. I'll come to 6130 South U.S. Highway 441. Have a great night. God bless. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Oh. Uh-huh.
You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Is your congregation in need of lending for a building or expansion project? As your partner and advocate, Diversified Financial Network will take the time to understand your unique situation and develop a financing solution that meets your specific needs. It's an exciting time for your congregation, and what you need is a company with expertise in church financing early in the process. Call us today at 1-866-513-6665 or visit us at www.diversifiedfinancegroup.com. This is a program reminder. Stevie B's Beat Production presents... We're airing live shows here on Blog Talk Radio. The telephone number to this live show is 713-955-0508. Or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash gospel light radio show. Or just type in your browser, Blog Talk Radio, and the website should pop up. And you can hit that live tab there at the top, but top left of that website and you'll see uh, this live show when I'm on the air, normally on pages one through four of that website. On Tuesday, the, the second and fourth Tuesdays of the month, we have a live show that I'm hosting, Water Woman Lord Radio Show, and I have my, uh, on the second Tuesday of the month, I have my guest speakers from the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ who will be making the proclamation of the Gospel of Christ on that broadcast and during the show I have the community corner segment as well that's a segment designed for small business owners and entrepreneurs who have products and services for our community I also have three co-hosts on that show Lou Gilbert he's the evangelist for Oakbrook Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia Pennsylvania and my co-host Isa Mullins he serves the Church of Christ there in Cary North Carolina and the fourth Tuesday of the month at 7 p.m. From 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, my co-host Kelly Fletcher, she serves with the uh, Livingstone Church of Christ there in Indianapolis, Indiana. She has the Kelly Fletcher Show that airs every fourth Tuesday of the month. And then on Thursday evening, I'm a host for the Gospel uh, Light Radio Show that airs on Blog Talk Radio from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And there are eight co-hosts on this show who will be presenting lessons from the Word of God. And each week I have two co-hosts on the air with me. I'm also taking a question from my social media platform on Facebook that I'll be posing to one of my co-hosts on that live show as well, just as we did on the show tonight. And then on Friday night, I'm hosting a live show, Stevie B, Acapella Gospel Music Blast Radio Show. And that show will air from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. And on that show, I'm playing some of the world's greatest acapella gospel music artists, The Sweet Sounds of Voices. We're also debuting new music, featuring old music. And on this Friday night, I'll be hosting, uh, I'll be featuring my special guest, uh, Genesis Archer from Jacksonville, Florida. She'll be debuting some a new single on that broadcast tomorrow night. And every third Friday of the month, I have a top 20 countdown show and this will be the last show for the year 2022 that airs next Friday night. And then we also have the on-demand episodes. These are There's just a variety of musical platforms where you can get uh, these podcasts from. Uh, some of the major ones I always like to mention, 
Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple iTunes, YouTube, just to name a few. And we also have recorded version shows. These are just shows that mostly album debut shows. And I was using the same playlist for that live show on Blog Talk Radio. And these shows can only be heard on iHeartRadio, on Deezer, and on Amazon Music, as well as just search Stevie B recorded version shows. We want to thank all of our sponsors who are sponsoring these radio shows. We certainly appreciate our sponsors. If you'd like to become a sponsor, you can contact my sponsorship manager, Michelle Marco from Fort Lauderdale for Florida. Her telephone number is 954-687-4705. The three E's of Stevie B's Media Production, it is the objective of this broadcast. We want to educate, we want to edify, we want to encourage you in a study of God's Word. And that will conclude our program announcements. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
gonna make it show With every breath gonna let you know You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. I want to thank you for tuning into our radio broadcast. And we certainly appreciate those who've been following our radio show on Blog Talk Radio as well as on social media, Facebook Live. I do believe uh, our co-host Robert Lee Johnson was live when he did his presentation there on Facebook. And I also want to thank my co-host Brian Christian Coleman for answering that shout-out question. That was a good question. Does the church require elders? And he did a great job answering that question. And I'm, I'm going to try to dedicate, maybe it'll probably be not this month, but maybe next month. We're going to try to dedicate those shouted out questions to church organization and church doctrine. I think those will be some good questions to answer here on this broadcast. Certainly appreciate Brian Christian Coleman for his thorough answer on whether the church needs to have elders. And he really did a great job. I also want to thank my co-host Robert Lee Johnson and his proclamation of the gospel of Christ Jesus, the way to salvation. He always does a great job in preaching the gospel here on the Gospel Light Radio Show. I really appreciate all of my co-hosts that are serving with me here on this broadcast. They always do a great job every week. And these are faithful gospel preachers, and we certainly appreciate their efforts here on the Gospel Light Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just thrilled to be able to bring you a weekly broadcast. And it is our prayer that the lessons that were given on this radio show have been beneficial to your spiritual lives and your relationship with the Lord has been strengthened. Because you're not only tuning in this radio show, but you've given yourself over to a study of God's Word. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler, and I want to say on behalf of all of my co-hosts here on the Gospel Light Radio Show, we really do appreciate your love and support for these radio programs. Good night, everybody. God bless you. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. There's a land beyond the river that we call the sweet forever. And we only reach that shore by faith's decree. One by one we'll gain the portal. 
there to dwell with the immortals. When they ring those golden bells for you and me. There's a land, There's a land beyond the river. That we call forever, and we only, and we only reach that shore, that base decree, in that far off
Gospel Light Radio Show.